This is Mike Roth. Welcome to the Open Forum in the Villages podcast. In this show, we're going to talk to leaders in the community, leaders of clubs, and interesting folks who live here in the villages to give perspective of what's happening here in the villages and information that I think all villagers should have. We hope to add a new episode most Fridays at 9 o'clock. This is Mike Roth on Open Forum in the Villages. Today we're going to be talking to Fran Zarnicki. She is an experienced healer, life coach, teacher, author, and lecturer. Throughout her healing practice, she's helped countless people accept themselves, heal their body, soul, and expand their creative potential. Helping others to heal themselves and grow is her lifelong commitment. Francesca's approach to health encompasses all levels of being, the spiritual, the mental, the emotional, and the physical. She believes in the process of getting healthy begins with the spirit and filters down to the denser physical level. Fran, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I like to begin every show with a little bit of a joke, so here's one for you. What is fast, loud, and crunchy? Hmm, not sure. A rocket chip. Oh, <laughs> Living here on the Space Coast, as they call us, in Central Florida, we always get to see those space launch. So, Fred, why don't you tell us about one of your specialties, numerology? Thank you for asking. I love numerology. I teach numerology here at the Villages at TEA, the Enrichment Academy. And right now, actually, I'm involved in my advanced class. We're halfway through the advanced class. I usually start in January, and we have a basic class first, and we'll do four sessions of that. We do a month of basic, and then we go into advanced numerology for another month. Advanced numerology is where we're using double-digit numerology. Mm-hmm. Why don't you define numerology for our listeners. Okay. Numerology is the language of numbers, and it is truly a language. So we're learning to read this language the same way that you would learn to read the alphabet. So with the alphabet, you have these shapes that you're looking at, and then you're associating it with different sounds. For instance, A is A, B is B, C is K. So you learn all of these sounds, and then you learn to arrange these sounds into different orders, and it means something to us. We can write, we can read, and with numerology, there is a similar concept going on. But instead of a sound vibration, as you have behind each letter, you have a concept behind each number. So by learning these concepts, you learn to put the language together so you learn to put the concepts together from numerology and you begin to read. And what are we reading? Well, we start with ourselves. So we are reading how you look, how you act, how you think, and how you feel. You actually learn a lot about yourself and about other people through numerology. Behind, behind letter A is okay. the beginning of the alphabet, and you see it written out, and you say A. Yes. In, in numerology, you said each number has a meaning. Let's start with number one. What would that mean? Okay. So before I go into the concept behind each number. I want you to know that the alphabet itself is based in numerology because A is the first letter, B is the second letter, 
C is the third letter, and so on. We do not just teach our children by throwing out the alphabet blocks and saying, oh, here they are, kid, go to it. Oh, no, 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 no. We have to learn A, B, C, D. There is an order, and this order is very important. So underneath the alphabet is numerology, is the number set. The number set supports the alphabet. So now when we look at the concepts behind the numbers, it's so easy if you want to just look at the days of creation. Everybody has access to that. Everybody's been taught the days of creation at Mm -hmm. some time. Seven days. Seven days of creation. So when we look at the numbers, number one is the first number. Well, we let's back up. I'm going to back up to zero, and there we have our cosmic egg, the zero. When the zero, the cosmic egg, hatches, out jumps the number one. Ta-da! Here is the force of aggression. It is exploration. It is newness, and it's making its way into the universe to explore. So this is the projection of man into the universe. So this, the number one, is the logical side of the brain. And so the logical side of the brain has entered the universe. It has explored everything that it needs to explore, except it hasn't explored itself. And so it turns its attention inward. And when it goes in, it's exploring itself. Well, that is the number two. That is the right side of the brain. The left side of the brain projects out. The right side of the brain pulls us back in. This is the yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From a, let me speak as a skeptic for a moment. Okay. Because the concept of zero, yes, apparently in the history of mathematics, yes, came after the concept of the number. And I don't know if it was the Greeks or someone else invented the concept of zero. Well, I. They may have invented it. They may want to take credit for the invention, but nothing's new under the sun. It already was in existence. They just discovered it. So then they say, okay, now we discovered zero. That doesn't mean zero wasn't there before. Zero was there before. So good for them. They discovered it. So now we have the male concept, the man, and we have the woman. This is the outward projection of the mind and the inward projection. And you know what they say about women. Women have women's intuition. That is the in. That is the mind going in. And when we put these two, if you look at these two as two solitary sticks in the original number set, if they tap together on the top, we take these two vertical lines, and if we pull together and touch on the top, they have now formed a virtual triangle. And this is the birth of the first geometric shape, that is the triangle. So we have here man, woman, child. This is the expressive piece of our family. I I need to run and jump and play, and I need to talk and chat and yell and giggle and be happy. That is the child. So we have our little family, father, mother, child, And now our family has needs. I need to have a place to live. We need food. We need clothes. We need shelter. And so here comes the number four. And if you look at the number four, it truly is the tools of the builder. The shape of the four is the triangle and the T-square. 
So the four comes in and says, okay, I will take care of your needs. I will build it. I will build you a house. I will build you a table. It does all the things to take care of the basic needs of our family. And once those basic needs have been taken care of, now we feel secure. Now we can go out and explore again. And when we go out and explore, we're going to learn and we're going to taste, touch and feel and find out about the world around us. We're going to use our mind, of course, but we're going to use our five senses. And the number five is the contains the five senses. And so we use the senses. We use our physical body. We use our mental body to go out and explore and to learn. And when we have exhausted ourselves with learning, we return back home. But now the shelter that was provided is elevated. So it's not just a house and a roof over our head. Now it becomes a home. And this is a home that has flowers uh, up the walkway and to the entrance of our home and a beautiful doorway. And we have curtains on the windows. We have photographs or pictures on the walls. We have turned our house into a home because it is full of love and caring, higher level gifts that come down upon us from the Creator. And that is what six represents, love, beauty, humanity, and the arts. And after that, we have our final number in the days of creation, and that is on the final day he rested. And seven is a number of rest, where we are resting the physical body, resting what's going on around us. But of course, the mind, the mind never rests. And so the mind continues on to be free to learn and grow. Now we take that as we need time, let's say, on a weekend day, we take a day off so that when we are resting, we can entertain things like philosophy or go to a concert or to go delve deeper into the meaning of life. So our seven days of creation, if we back up where we started from, one was let there be light. And that is the light of the soul. So it's not the light of the sun and the moon and the stars. That doesn't come until day four. Light is the, let there be light is the creation of the light of the souls. On the second day, you will find the language of dividing this light. And that division of the light is the line that runs through. You have a circular ball in front of you and you have a line that runs through that circular ball to turn it into the yin and the yang. And that creates that turning that into the yin and the yang, that separation creates a polarity, an attraction to one another. So there we have the two and then the three on the day three, there is the creation of, I'm just briefly stating this, the seeds and all the the gardening, the seeds and the plants. The four is form and order and timing and the sun and the moon and the stars and the time and a place for everything and the way life's supposed to be. And if you think of four also, it's the cube. It's one, two, three, four. It forms a cube. And the cube is the salt of the earth. It takes care of us. And then we have the number five, the five-pointed star. And the five is actually in our days of creation, the creation of all the animals. And in the day six, we have the creation of humanity, that he made them in the image and likeness of God. And this is our day of humanity, love, beauty, and art. And seven on the seventh day, he rested. 
So all you have to do is go back to those days of creation. If you forget the concepts, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. Those are all the concepts that are behind the numerology. Well, the numerology to me seems a little bit confusing because today we're using Arabic numbers. Okay. And in Roman times, they use, you know, something that looks like a letter I or a, or a V. Right. Or, or sometimes an X. How, yes. how does that relate? Well, the shapes of the numbers, it's... Uh, I don't think that's so important as the concepts of the numbers. And I think in different civilizations right now in the world, in or Asian countries, I don't know what formations they use for the numbers, but the numbers are the numbers. It goes back. There's no other interpretation for the numbers. In the same way as 2 plus 2 equals 4, doesn't matter whether you're in China or Brazil, or the United States, 2 plus 2 equals 4. So the concepts behind the numbers do remain static. Okay. Frank, can you tell us in in what way numerology is considered to be the software of our individual operating system? Okay, yes, I can address that. We all we all are programmed and we are programmed by the number set. If you take any appliance that you have, everybody has a telephone these days in their pocket, in their purse. You get out that telephone, you look at it. If there was not programming in that telephone, what do you have? You have nothing except a little plastic box. Brick. <laughs> yes. And it's the programming that brings it alive. And our, we people, we think that we're, we know it all, but we are programmed We are programmed to act certain ways, to feel certain ways. We are programmed to do certain jobs. And this programming comes from the underlying insertion of numbers into our being. And these numbers come on the day we were born, because we are all born on a certain date. Somebody's birthday might be 3 for March 23rd. 1949. All of those numbers tell us something about the job you are required to do while you are here, what your retirement will be like. They all mean something. And this programming, one thing I want to say about the programming is it makes people feel when they hear those words, we're programmed. Oh, we're like robots. Yes, we are like robots. But when do you start not being a robot? When you start not to be a robot is when you finally wake up and realize I am programmed. And when you see that I am programmed, what is, what is looking at the programming? It is the I am. And so your I am starts getting stronger and stronger and stronger. What is I am? I am is, is the God I, force. I, letter I. The letter I. And the letter M. And A-M. I am. I am. Yes. Okay. And so your I am sees the programming. Now, at this point, it doesn't mean the programming evaporates and goes away, but it means that your I am sees the programming and now you start operating the programming the same way you start operating your car. If you didn't know how to drive your car, you'd like a little child sitting in there, standing at the steering wheel whipping it back and forth, having fun with it, but you're not driving the car. But once you 
realize that you are programmed, you see the programming, and you start using the programming. You're driving your own car. It's a very interesting concept. And it's very overwhelming, maybe, for some people to think about the fact that we are programmed, and we are programmed with numbers. We are programmed with our birthday, as I said. We are programmed with our name. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So do you think there's a connection between your name and your programming? Absolutely. So if we go back to the original where we started with the alphabet, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So if your name is Mike, the M relates back to the number four and that, and the I, M, I. M relates to letter four? That is correct. Why four? Why wouldn't it be like 13 where it is in the the alphabet? It's the 13th letter. It's the the 13th letter. And then we go through a little process to reduce that back. The 13th letter, 1 plus 3 equals 4. So if you stack the letters A, B, C across the board, and then the second row of letters, the M, it relates to the number 4 just as the D relates to the number 4. So M is number 4. And number 4 is solid and honest, gets the job done, is dependable. So we can always depend on someone named Mike. So let's pretend someone's name began with letter S. What would that mean? Okay. S relates to the number one. S, I believe, is the 19th letter of the alphabet. One and nine equals 10. And if we cancel the zero, we're back to number one again. So A, J, and S are all number one letters. And number one wants to do things their way. Now, if you look at those three letters, they're all number ones, but the first one, the A, the A, the long A, let's take the name Amy. Well, Amy wants to have her way, and as a little girl, that will be, I'll do it myself. Don't help me. Don't dress me. I can take care of myself. So A is very self-centered and very strong. Now the J, yeah. You described my granddaughter Amy (laughs) pretty well. The J, which could be a Jim or a John, is still a number one, but it's a it's a little softer. It's not going to come out and say, I want it my way. It'll try to be the diplomat, but it'll get its way. And what's important to the Jays is that they have a nice representation that they want people to see that they are number one, maybe through the way they dress or the way they present themselves, but they're not going to force themselves. They're not going to force themselves on you. Now, the S is the older letter, and it wants its way the same way that A wants its way. And so that S, which could be a Susan or a Samuel, they will, you will come in and say, this is what I would like to do. And they will say, well, let's look at this. And they will talk to you about this, that, and the other thing. And they will twist and turn. And they will turn that letter the way that S turns things around. And it will eventually turn it around and get its way the way it wants it without ever you knowing. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. You've written several books on numerology. I have. What's your newest? Well, I actually, I just had the basic book published last year, and that is in the single digit numerology. It is a fantastic book to get started. Right now, I am 
polishing up and finishing up the second volume, which is the volume that gives us the double-digit numerology, which gives us a lot more detail uh, when you are reading numbers. You know, when you first start reading the alphabet, Mm -hmm. you do start with small words like run, cat, run, all those little short words that we give our little first graders. But after a while, you need longer words to express more and to understand better concepts. So in double-digit numerology, I'm expanding so that we're not just looking at the single digits. So in, for instance, instead of looking at the number three, we might be looking at the number 12. And we leave it that way. We don't reduce it down again. Or we might look at the number 21 or with the number 30. And all of these numbers mean something different. And that gets into what happens with three and four digits. Well, um, we don't, I don't go there. I keep us in the two digit range. And in the two digit range, we study up to the number 77, which Mm -hmm. These, the placement value is very important because in the units position is the ego and in the tens position in mathematics, the tens position will be the high self. So when we get to the number 77, the ego position agrees it's time to rest and the high self position says it's time to rest. Good. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell our listeners before we run out of time, Fran? Well, if you ever need to find me, you go to numerologywizard.com and there you will there I will be. And I do have information about healing also at my numerology site, if Mm -hmm. you are interested in that. And if you're here in the Villages area, how often do you teach the Enrichment Academy course? Well, generally, I am teaching in January and in February. I can tell you that in April of this month, if you would like to come to a lecture, uh, just a freestanding lecture, I will be at the Dowsers Club at 9.30 a.m. on the first Thursday of the month, and that is at Coconut Cove Recreation Center, and that is in the village of Caroline. Okay, thanks for joining us today, and I'm sure people will be looking up your website again, friend. Thank you for having me. This is a call out and thank you to my supporters, to Alvin Stengel and Ed Williams and Dr. Craig Curtis at K2 The Villages. We'll be hearing more from K2 later in future episodes as they are now a major supporter. Remember, our next episode will air live Friday at 9 a.m. That's when it will be released on our regular subscriptions. Should you want to become a sponsor of the show, contact me at MikeRoth at RothVoice.com. If you know someone that you think should be on the show, send me an email at mike at rothvoice.com. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. The content of the show is copyright by Roth Voice 2023, all rights reserved.